1: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 366, brought to you by iFanboy listeners like you.
0: It
2: was Christmas Eve, babe,
0: in the drunk
2: tank, an old man said to me,
0: won't see another one, and I he sang a song,
2: the rain. I turned my face away And dreamed about you Got on a lucky one Came in I turned into one I've got a feeling this you Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 366. My name is Ron Richards, not Josh Flanagan, but Josh is right here next to me. I'm not virtually, I guess. Well, virtually. You're always virtually. And in his heart. Yes. And yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's Connor Kilpatrick. I, I'm not near anyone. No, we are <laughs> Off not. to the side. Yeah, we are not together, although we are all back on the East Coast, which is always fun to celebrate the holidays. Time zone. Yes, same time zone. You'd think it would make things easier. <laughs> I think it would. Not so much. Anyway, we are from the website. I don't get
1: my alone time.
2: <laughs> we are from the website, iFanboy.com, which is a website dedicated to the wonderful world of comic books. And Every week, we read a whole stack of comics that come out on Wednesday, and then one of us picks the pick of the week and writes a review about it on iFanboy, and then we come here to talk about it as well as uh, all the other books that came out and some other whatever else we feel like talking about because it, it's our show. Uh, Before we get into the show, we're going to talk about what happened in the books. Um, So if you haven't read your books, they might get spoiled, so be warned. We don't want to be accused of ruining anybody's enjoyment of their comic books. I just won't take responsibility for it. You've been warned. Um, (laughs) This is the last Pick of the Week uh, show of 2012 and the last Pick of the Week of 2012, and Connor had the honor. And so, Connor, why don't you take it
0: away? Wednesday was... It was uh, an expensive day at the store, I'll tell you, and... It was one of those weeks where it's it's the end of the quarter, end of the year. Marvel dumped all their books. I think there was like 10 Marvel Now books out this week. It felt like there were. And uh, the thing was, on the one hand, lots of great books. I really enjoyed this week of books. There was a lot of them, but there was a lot of good stuff to read. I had over
2: over 30 books. I had like 32 books to go through.
0: It was awful. On the other hand, uh, it's a lot of reading to do. But at the end of the day, there was honestly only one clear choice, and in a week where you've got Avengers and all new X Men and Thor and Daredevil and and Happy and uh, Saga and and books like and Wonder Woman books like that, uh, Hawkeye number six blew them all out of the water. It, it, it wasn't even close, to be honest with you. When I finished my stack, there wasn't even a consideration. It was just jump right into the right review. Um, Hawkeye number six from Matt Fraction, David Aja. Aha, was saying Aja.
2: He, he
1: actually he we specifically asked him on Twitter. And he was like, I don't care.
0: I That's like, not, That's an, not answer. an answer. That's not an answer. <laughs> um, they are really turning in what is the surprise book of the year, for me anyway. This is not a book. I, I mean, I, I love David Aja's art. He's great. He's one of my favorite artists. He did a great work on the Iron Fist and that, that Wolverine, de- Dead of Death book. Um, but uh, I would not expect to love the complete package as Hawkeye as much as I have. and. Was fascinating to me. The story, story was great. So another one and done tale of Christmas in in the sort of wacky little community that they've built around Clint Barton, including Kate Bishop and his neighbors in the building he owns. And Tony Stark stops by, and and in the, and there, you know, there's a bit of a uh, incident with the villains of the book. But it's it. What's amazing to me is that it sort of breaks all the normal conventions of comics, or at least among the conventions that are happening now in superhero comics. I mean, the first very first page is 21 panels on it.
1: It looks like a crisp wear book
0: uh, yeah and
2: that's what I kept thinking the whole
1: time I was like this is a crisp wear book
0: and and it, the
2: average the average number of panels is so huge and you don't feel it yeah and it's very it's very esque, and I thought that was a great observation on your part which was that you know yeah it is breaking rules left and right and is that one of the reasons why it's so magical
0: I don't know but I like that it does and I like the fact that even though there are 21 panels on the page, it doesn't feel overwhelming or it doesn't feel claustrophobic. It doesn't feel wordy. It doesn't do all the things you expect to do when you have too many panels on a page. It, it's a very light and breezy book. And in fact, light and breezy would be the way the tone I would describe it. Um, but it does those crazy things. It, doesn't, it features a superhero who uh, doesn't wear his costume. He wore it on two pages in this issue. Granted, it was over 10 panels, but uh, it was still only two pages of the whole book, and it's probably been – Less than twenty panels total throughout the entire six issues that he's worn his costume and it it uh you know it 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 really and it plays with with design from the cover to the yeah. inside to everything everything about it is, is clearly thought out design he plays with the dialogue he doesn't really write it all out
1: did you did you notice that the pages that he's on that he is in the costume the superhero quote unquote pages they look like a, a scrolling platform game
0: someone didn't read my pick of the week review <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know why? Because I just got to the book. Do you know how many there were?
0: Yes, yeah. I read them all on Wednesday. Um, I know. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I read that in my review. It, it, in, in that sequence, it, it, it's a side scroller, yeah. side scroller. It really, it does all kinds of fun experimental things, and they're all working for whatever whatever magical alchemy they've tapped mm. into with, these, with this creative team. And it goes to Matt Hollingsworth as well on colors because yeah. the, there's a purple hue to the entire book, which you think would be annoying, but it actually isn't. I think it's because everything's kind of muted.
1: Yeah, and, he keeps it subtle enough that it's not annoying.
0: And Chris Eliopoulos is in the, on the letters, too. Every, everything about the way this book looks is intentional. And every, every you can say this about every book, but they actually pull off something really interesting design-wise You know, from the way that the AV setup sort of you know um, frames the opening scene when, when Tony and Hawkeye are trying to set up his, his TV. And it's just – every I love the way this book looks. I love the way I, it reads. I, I love Hawkeye. I love Clint Barton's character. I, I just love everything about it.
2: the t- The Tony setting up the TV um, page. I just love purely for the like the to have the schematic on the okay. side of it. Like it's it's like it's factoring it's like like you said, I mean it's it's like a Chris Ware book or an independent book. It's it's and, and much like Nowhere Men, which number two came out this week as well, it's factoring design into the into the comic and becoming that much more than just a series of panels and action and that sort of thing, and it's becoming way more immersive. Um this was delightful. This might this might be my favorite issue
0: of the run so far. I think it is special. My yeah. Again,
1: I'd like I'd like to I'd like them to put this was delightful
0: on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? It was true. It's well, uh, interesting <laughs> is that they, I think didn't they talk about how they wanted to sort of reinvent the, the design and look of comics with Marvel now? And we haven't really seen that other than this book. Yeah, but this yeah. is the, really the only one that's really doing anything interesting with the way the books look.
1: Here's, here's you know, and here's the thing: like, I, you know, I, I don't want any more books to look like this. You don't know, no. want this book to look Definitely. like this. You want yeah each one to look like its own thing. But you, you got to, I got to. When they sort of said what they were going to do, I, I don't think I ever expected to see something as. I guess is this, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Just like like really pushing the you know the boundaries of what people find acceptable or what is you know what the definition of a superhero book is. Yep, um, you don't want them all to be like this, but but it's it's really neat that this one exists. It, it,
2: it was it was funny though because the w- only one negative that I can take away from it, and which not as much to this one as it is with the other ones, but this was like this was like Tony Stark cameo week and it drove yeah, me it fucking crazy. Yeah. And you know, crazy. like, and so, but like, in this one, it made sense because at least he ref- they, like, they referred to it like that setting up the TV and he needed Tony's help. Like that was a callback to a previous episode, which was good. Um, right. And, and then it added the joke with what a dog police or whatever, you know, whatever the, the show that everyone was talking about was. And, you know, like it, it enhanced it. But we'll get to the other books later on. The other books just drew, it drove me crazy with it. But, um uh yeah, but I can't. I mean, it was I mean, it was delightful. That's all I can say about it.
0: It's just, it was wonderful. So I mean, it was so, I read it twice. It was so much fun. Yeah. It's like
1: yeah. Talking about pate, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it really and the thing is, I'm not a huge Matt Fraction fan. I, I've only read a couple things of his I liked, but I I think he's really tuned into this whole character and world he's built, and it seems to be that attitude he has in the past that I have not found to my liking fits this character,
2: right? And
0: therefore, it's okay, right? You know, I I haven't liked the sort of everything is kind of hip and and uh, and and funny uh, in every every book he writes, but in this one, it works. Yep. And in this one, I think that's, that's what's great about it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I, I hope this book stays around forever.
2: I, I, I mean, and, and the funny thing was is that also, and we're going to find out. Like, so the next issue is the hurricane one, right? With Steve yeah. Lieber and some some other guy. in our, The thing is, is that I mean, the only thing negative to it is that that Aha
0: can't do every issue, and yes, and, and it does lose it does lose a step yeah. when he doesn't drive. But that's the important part of the design. I think I think the yeah. thing about this book is that the entire team is important. Yeah. So when you lose you, it it'll be I think it'll be a great book as long as the team works on it. And if they don't, it will be a less great book. Yeah. Um, and that'll just be the way it goes. I'm just happy we've gotten these issues as we've gotten them so far. I love this Clinton Barton so much.
2: Yeah. Well, so with with all with with new wonderful things starting to be excited about, we also have to have the other side of the fence with great things coming to an end.
1: I, I feel like this has been ending as long as Brian Bendis run on the Avengers. Is this it? Is it over? This well, is the last issue. This, this is, is the okay. last
2: issue. Yeah, yeah. Cuz because the arc finished last issue and then this was like the this epilogue. Like the coda, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so
1: like 35 issues and that was over the course of 2 months. <laughs>
2: <Four>. <laughs> it was just a little over 2 years. It was two like cuz it launched in
0: September, right?
1: Yeah. So September of yeah. this year, and they
0: did yeah. 35. Issues. <laughs> yeah, so like. they, they pioneered quintuple shipping. Yeah. it was like it was basically a year and a half worth of comics in in in, in you,
2: you know, let's that, take a little not take a little anecdote away from it, but on the topic of Uncanny X Force, I was actually talking to Remender this week, and we were talking about double shipping and the concept of double shipping, and he said, "Do you think it's too much?" Because that's what everybody's kind of saying, and I was like, "I was like, you see, that's the problem. It's kind of your fault." I was like – because it started with Uncanny X-Force and remember – do you remember when we were doing the podcast and like, we're like, is this, yep. is this weekly now? Like didn't this just come out? And we right. didn't notice for like three months because it was so good yeah. and because it, we were enjoying it so much. And and I really think that the, the success of Uncanny X Force double shipping led to Marvel going double ship crazy, and now we get all new X Men
0: weekly and all these. Well, other the, the we didn't notice it also because it was the only one doing it. Yeah, yeah, And now every Marvel now book does it. It just now it's just it's overwhelming. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's too really, much. They've, it, got to it, it they've got to slow, slow down. They've got. There
1: is a th- there is such a thing as too much of a good thing, or yep. too much of a thing that's okay.
2: Yep. Agreed. There's definitely
1: a thing as too, too much of a thing that's okay. It makes you think about like, boy, boy I really don't like this, and you keep putting it in
0: my face. Yeah. I don't know if it's too much of a good thing, but then the problem is that too much. Which affects the good thing and it turns it into an okay thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like oh. that's that's the thing
2: is that like you know, like
0: honestly, like I think David
2: Marquez is a great artist, and but like not having Imminent on All New X Men has me a little worried. Yeah, you know, um, you know, he's. I think I think Marquez is going to is great, and I love what he's done on Ultimate Spider Man, so I'll be curious to see how it goes. But like, I think a big big part of All New X Men has been Imminent. A big part of Uncanny X Force was Openia. You know, and
1: and yeah, but these guys can't even. They most of these guys can't even do monthly, so you know if you're going to go more than that it's just that's that's just the game now you know the the game is now rotating artists
2: just get used to it and and as long as as you can get them that are somewhat you know like hey if i i mean if uncanny x-force was gonna relaunch like if they were gonna do this and they did Openia, nodo and ribic like i would not complain at all but those are you know but the problem is is that you get a big name to launch it and then the next name kind of is a little step it's a little step down that's subjective
1: you've also got to have i mean like realistically you have to have farm leagues to a certain extent, uh, you know, and you have to stay under budget. Maybe they pay a lot to the guy who's the big name and then the one, you know, in order to get through, they pay less to the, you know, I don't know. But I do think it's really interesting that however many years ago, you know, three, four years ago, everyone was complaining about late books and it is not an issue anymore. Jim brought that up in his column he does on Mondays. You know, it's, it's not a thing anymore. And this is the other side of that coin.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You've, you've
1: got your cake. Take a bite.
2: Yeah,
0: yep. You know. Look at you with well, the with the, with the let's, let's get back to this particular book, though. I thought it was a nice way to end it. Um, Phantom. It, it seemed to be all about Phantom X uh, this whole series, which well,
2: well, not if, my
0: favorite character of the book. I liked him fine, but so that part I didn't love as much. Well, but,
2: even even before yeah. getting to the Phantom X stuff, I mean, I think Remender deserves a slow clap for finally putting a, a fucking stake in the coffin of Daken and just ending that whole yes, awfulness. Yes. So yeah. yeah so you know Dawkins you know Wolverine kills Docin and now and now that's a great character moment for Wolverine he's conflicted with the fact that he killed his own son that he that he screwed up you know having a child and he killed him um the Phantom X stuff was like, you know, we knew I knew something was coming because we've seen so many teasers for the upcoming X Force with Sam Humphries writing it, right. um, with Lady Phantom X. So I was curious to see how how they go. I mean, taking the idea that Phantom X had three brains and and they tried to bring them back, but they got three versions of them, and the and the evil one was like in black and just like <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm bad. See you later. <laughs> like it was like, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was I think it was all right. Um, I'll be curious to see where Humphreys picks up picks it up from here. Um, but I thought it was—it's a nice end, and, and honestly, 35 issue run. Remember has got a lot to be proud of.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. This would be I'm great to have him an omnibus. omnibus. Has, yeah.
2: has he had an omnibus before? Yeah, they did an omnibus with the—I uh, think—with the Frankenstein stuff
0: already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
2: so. But, everybody, um, everybody gets an omnibus. Everybody gets a, Apparently, there's, there's some distinction between a, a true quote unquote omnibus and just like an oversized collection. Because if you look on the spine, the design is. I was looking. I was thinking about it as I was looking at my shelf the other day. And like, <laughs> I ha-
1: completely impractical to read.
2: Well, yeah, no, but it was no because they, there is a distinct difference between like I have the Inferno, which we call the omnibus, but it's slightly different than the X Men omnibus. You know, like they're I don't know what the, I don't know what the, what they're doing, but anyway. So, all right. So, Uncanny X Force, uh, I miss you already. So, are you
1: guys reading Comeback?
2: I'm. I'm not. I have the first issue. I haven't read it yet. And I now I have. Ron, the you
1: were the guy who needs to read the Comeback because you like time travel.
2: It's good. Is it good? It is good. It's okay. very good. Yeah, uh, Michael Walsh is a
1: guy who uh, a lot of people probably don't know, but he's a, he's an artist who I think is going to be a bigger deal in the upcoming years. It's a person I'm going to say to keep your eye on. Who uh, comes from the Chris Somni school, I think of art a little bit very good um, this is like a, a story of uh, basically I like the first issue but I, I like the second issue also you know it, like, it made it better so I was like alright we've, we've got something here it's a, it's a company that you know for money will go back in time and change events for somebody who asked them to do it you know for, you know, for pay uh, there's you know, sort of a, an element of recall or, or actually no that's not right because that's not time travel but you know we've seen stories like this it's not on, I think the secret that, that abandoned Hickman book uh, but whatever, uh, it's uh, it, but it's a time travel thing, and they find out that you know, hey, this isn't what we thought it was. Uh, you know, in some people are getting screwed over by this, and, and that it sort of jerks back and forth from page to page. You've got to you've got to try to keep track of it, and it's sort of confusing because it's confusing for the main character. Which isn't to say it's it's badly written. They're just you know they're throwing a lot of information and stuff at you. Uh, it's a good looking book. It's a it's a fun book. It's a neat sort of uh, near term sci fi. I think like it's our world, but they somebody's got time travel. Um, and it's it's absolutely worth worth a look as a sort of a fun new sci-fi book, uh, with with a nice clean uh, sort of look to it.
2: Cool. Yeah. No. It's it's on my list. Maybe now after hearing this, I'll I'll maybe I'll catch up and read the two issues this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, you were definitely the guy that I was like, oh, you, Ron, because yeah, I remember you're, when it
2: when it came out, it was um like the first issue I like flipped through it and I was like, ah, eh, it didn't really grab me art wise, and so I kind of put it aside. It was like one of those times where I ran out of time. Um, sure. But I'll check it
1: out, yeah. And they've all been huge weeks lately, so yeah. I, I certainly don't blame you for that. But yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's one of those, because there's this glut of books going on constantly, it's, it's easy to miss stuff. And uh, it's, it's definitely something I think that is uh, worth taking a look at. Yeah. Cool. Fun, crazy time travel.
0: Excellent. So this week, rather quietly actually, not actually it wasn't this week so much, it was last, last month. But this week for, in full, we had the return of the new gods in Wonder Woman 15. The New Gods—it shows you how much people get upset about things and then then stop. Is when they launched the New Fifty Two, everyone was upset that the New Gods were nowhere to be found, and then now they're back and no one's talking about it. But the not only the return of the New Gods, but the return of Cliff Chang, and I think overall, and I re- I reread the last couple of issues of Wonder Woman. Uh, I really, I still really love this giant tapestry that mm-hmm. Azrael's created. I know Ron's fallen off of it, but no, I'm on. Uh, I'm on. <laughs> I thought you were filtering on the book, but uh no, no. I really love this family dynamic they've, they've played up with the with the Zeus, Zeus, Zeus's family. I like I really like Wonder Woman's character in this book, and I think, of course, when 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 Chang comes back to draw it, it's it's it elevates the book to, to top yeah. tier status. No, I but, was
2: uh, I, I was wavering on it, and then the issue that revealed Orion, I was like, oh yeah, count me in, and this is what I've been waiting for. Um, I didn't expect to see Wesley Willis.
1: <laughs> I thought the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, like even down to the the, the talking, like headbutt. You know, like, it was just like I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty transparent. But um, but hey, whatever works. Um, I love the way Chang draws um Orion and the his little scooter thing and just yeah, the helmet and everything. Oh, it's just great. Like it's it's still it's it's a nod to Kirby, but it's updated enough to be slightly you know different and and yeah, no, I mean I I, I was a little bit like I kind of you know like I'm 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 still a little wavering on the on that grand tapestry and the god stuff because that doesn't really interest me. I like how that um that one god just comes out of nowhere and grabs Wonder Wonder Woman. Now her her bracelets are upgraded. Like that was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, there like, you go, <laughs> Hephaestus. Yeah, Hephaestus, Hephaestus yeah. yeah, He just appears and okay. I'm gonna touch this. Okay, I'll see you later. But and, like <laughs> the
1: other the other part that's fun about that is the you know the sort of backstory between her and him you know that's been built the whole time and I think I, I, I'm I'm like Connor. I, I my favorite part is the is the sort of Olympian myth part of it. Uh, I, I was actually a little uh, hesitant on on the Orion thing, but I actually really like that character. I think he's he's really interesting. thing. I like that he like he seems. Totally fine, and sort of goes into rage fits. I think, I think that's a really interesting sort of thing to present, especially in, in contrast to Diana. Yeah, um, you know, and, and she's she's like, "I'll take you, let's do it," you know. And um, it's it's fun. I thought this was a really good issue; probably the best one
0: in a while. Yeah, this is this 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 is a great issue. Uh, really, really fun.
1: There's a I, I, there's a lot of BPRD books lately, I know they kind of always are. Um, I I've been reading um, the nineteen forty. Blank series since the beginning. I think they started with six. I guess it was six. So this is the third one. BBRD, nineteen forty-eight, number three. And I will tell you that the first two issues of this didn't actually do all that much for me. Um, if you remember, the original one was done by um, Gabriel Bá and Fabio Moon. Mm-hmm. It completely disappeared, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, I, 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 I being assume, sexy I, is really hard work. I assume
2: they're working on something. They have yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they're idle. So, yeah. but it, being sexy is hard work.
1: It, well, I mean, it's it a lot it of time. Have, Tired them out, um, but this one this was really fun because there was actually a lot of young Hellboy in it, like a lot. And and we he's sort of been hinted at and then in the background, but he's actually a character in this issue, and you get to know him and sort of spend more time in the situation of him sort of growing up on an army base, and he has a, a military liaison, and, and Broom is is away from him, and and just some of the stuff that's that's going on. And it was um it's it's fun to spend time with that character. Uh, the the series is being drawn by Max Viamora, who you may remember from oh, yeah. Four Eyes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some Spider-Man stories along the way. I think Joe Kelly brought brought him along yep. on, but the, the uh,
0: Rhino ones, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'll I'll be honest. Like it's getting it's it's there's so many BPRD things coming out. It feels like it, I'm starting to lose track because their timeline sort of shifts and the world's changing. And I went back and I read some of the older books at the same time, and I was just sort of having a hard time keeping my finger on it. So one of the things that's nice about this is that. Uh, you know, it ta- you know exactly when it takes place. You, you know what's going on. Um, but this is this is a great issue. This is the best of the of the three so far of this series. Um, and it you know it, it should have interesting consequences because there's still that whole backstory of Hellboy that of his growing up that I find really interesting. Hell, youngin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he already is a boy. he just never changed his name.
2: <laughs> so um, so as evidenced two weeks ago when I had the pick of the week, I was very very high on Avengers number one um and while i still absolutely love um Opena's art adventures number 2 is like oh okay well not much happened there
1: can i <laughs> can i completely reverse on you okay i was i was fairly lukewarm on the first one yeah I absolutely love this issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we absolutely did a flip. We did a- it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> you know, I, I read
1: this and I was like, that was awesome. And it really it was. Really,
0: I, I really liked it more than one. It was a
1: time. gathering the team thing. But from a term of character standpoint, the, the, the scene specifically that stands out to me is that when Tony and Steve went and had, the, had drinks with uh, Carol Danford and Jessica Drew, all of those characters were so strongly rendered. And the whole time I'm thinking this dialogue is fantastic the whole way through. It was wonderful dialogue. It
0: Peter hugging Tony.
1: Yeah, it it just the whole thing. I think it crackled with some of that humanity that I think the first one didn't have uh, a little bit because it
0: was very like militaristic. And there's this first one was very much saying the plot. This one was about just the characters. Yeah, which I I
2: guess in, in that in that context that somewhat makes sense. I mean, I just I I just. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just taken by like not much happening aside from getting some exposition from Xylo and then then the team kind of coming together. But it was don't get me wrong, it was enjoyable. It was awesome. I did.
1: I don't think I understood it last time. Like, yeah. or I, I really got it as a whole thing. I, I almost wish that they'd done this as sort of a double double you know issue the first one and, and really like like laid everything out. This yeah. is where things can. This happens to me a lot. Like a first issue doesn't usually have time to do a lot. It's just sort of a teaser, and then the second one solidifies whether you want to go forward with something or not. But I came out of this just going, all right, that yeah. was that
2: was well, fun. It's you say that because that's similar how I felt about all new X Men. I thought that that would have been. Uh, I thought the first two is- issues that they've been joined together is like one double sized one, kind of like with Saga. That would have been. That would have served it a little better. But um, yeah, I just I just had a mental note now. I need to go back to the post about the Avengers. Uh, the the icons on the on the roster and update Eden um, code codename to manifold, so, <laughs> yeah. which is so much better than Eden Feezy, so. Who is <laughs> it? Who is that?
1: 'Cause I, That's, okay, uh, it's so he made so, it somehow a gateway, right? Well, yeah,
2: so he's so he was in Secret Warriors and he is I got into an argument with a friend of mine. One of my friends says that he is G- uh, Gateway's, like, grandson or relative of Gateway, but all the research I've done online, because I haven't read Secret Warriors, um, says that he's, like, a, a, like a, a student of Gateway. Like, he's an Aborigine, and he's a student of Gateway. Like, Gateway has kind of taken him under his wing. Um, and Gateway, for those who don't know, was the Aborigine mutant who has teleportation powers, and when the X-Men lived in Australia, he was their mode of transportation to go from Australia and to get back. So... Um, which is I love the tying back into that and all that sort of stuff. So, but his powers are like he has very Scarlet Witchian powers, which are like he can he can fold time and space. Like so yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, they, they're using they're using him to you know tele- teleport basically to Mars, which is which is kind of awesome. I can't wait for the next issue though.
1: Totally, I I, re- I think that and the other thing I do want to touch on is that like you you, you know you'd sort of pointed out didn't seem like a lot happened. I I think Openia absolutely killed. Uh, Just really did a good job in in terms of uh, the characters' body language and faces and the acting of the characters was really strong. Yeah. Uh, and sort of their interactions with each other, and just little things like, like Tony and Steve, like sort of looking at the monitors in the beginning, as as, as Steve has coffee, you know, and the yeah. way that they're standing with each other. And no, oh, uh, no, a, a is
2: a monster. I mean, he's it's amazing how great he. I mean, like, we knew how great he is, but this is just oh, yeah, uh, it's amazing. So. It also
0: shows though that no matter how good the artist is, that hair that gave Carol Dan- Danvers is awful. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. it is. There's there's nothing to be done with yeah. it. That's all. <gasps> no thank matter Joe, how talented you are. Thank Joe Quesada for that. So. I know. Yeah.
1: But if you just look at how she sits and how she carries no, herself, no, the body language,
0: no, everything else, that, is fantastic. I like the that unbeatable. one page
1: where we're basically he's like, y- "You talk, Steve. I'm not gonna, It's not going to be good." And he just talks really. Do I need to even ask you, Soldier? Like I was. Those those are great lines. Yeah. So that was a that was a ton of fun.
2: Yeah. yeah. So That's the fun. countdown continues. Hellblazer number two ninety eight. One step closer to the end. Oblivion.
1: <laughs> uh. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Karen Berger walked.
2: <laughs> do you think that do you think that's what put her over the edge?
1: It might be. Yeah.
2: It I wouldn't the, be surprised. The timing I mean, is it, the same. I've I've
1: you know, I've interviewed her, I've talked to her about she's you know, this 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 character is actually pretty closely tied to her career. Yeah. You know, he showed up in Swamp Thing that she edited, he's been a constant throughout Vertigo, and now they're taking it away from her and, and creating a Disney version. Yeah. And I, you know, if I'm her, that that that's that's a pretty strong symbol,
2: yeah.
1: of where where things are going. I don't know. This is all speculation. It's a thing. Um, yeah. On the one hand, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sad to see it go. On the other hand, it's a it's been it was a really fun issue and a fun story. This starts the last uh, arc, basically the last three issue story of the series. Um, and you know, it's just John the whole time, like he's seen a portent and he's going to die. And yeah. he keeps telling everybody about it, and then he just got married a little. And she's like, will you stop saying that." And he's like, "No, no, it's 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 like, well, you've tricked before." And he's like, "I don't think it's going to happen this time." I'm yeah. just like, "Oh, this is so final." And I think and so he's like, going to die. No, no, no. The whole story, like the thing about Constantine, is every story is the same: is that he's put up against impossible odds, and and he tricks the demon. And gets wouldn't that
0: be a great twist? He gets hit by a bus. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that would be awesome. If the,
1: if the last page isn't him giving that British two-finger salute. Then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, re- like that. Um, that has to be it. Where well, he, you know, will,
2: the, will they show? Smoke. Will they show? Do you think they'll show him in the last issue? Him going to buy his uh, short-legged pants and his, <laughs> his socks, maybe, for, you know, as we've seen in the new series. Or?
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I love
0: it! Like, and
1: this fucking penny loafers. Where
0: can I get white socks to go with black shoes? <laughs> uh, oh
1: God! I mean, like the the, the the best thing I can say about it is that. You know the the, it's not the only thing I can say, but at least they're they're definitely going out. It's not a whimper. It's not like it's not like they're just putting some people on it to run it out. You know, Pete Milligan really gets it entirely, and he's built up a really interesting, sort of the most interesting personal story around him, his personal life and the people he's involved with, much more than than anybody since uh, since Edgar who did the best job of that. And Giuseppe Cammillo is a monster on it. So, uh, you know, I'm 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 looking forward to reading the next stories, but, but and this was this was a really good one, so.
2: So, um, so talk about the real shame of the whole DC and Wildstorm and all the stuff folding. I think is going to end up being the story of the Whistling Skull.
1: It's a long story. It's
2: a long story. No, but I mean, but just the fact that that B Clay Moore and Tony Harris had this idea and got a green and it took forever to get done, and then while it took, while they were working on it, the New Fifty Two happened and the DC Comics and Wildstorm folding and all that stuff. And I mean, because this this was fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't feel like they tried. They're trying to wedge it into the JSA.
2: Yeah.
1: But as soon as it started, I'd I'd forgotten about that and lost it, which makes that part feel more artificial. Yeah. Um, which is going to have a, I think, a negative effect on people who bought it because they think it's part of the JSA. <laughs> right. Yeah. It well, has to do with anything. They anyway? had
0: it in Elseworlds, though.
2: They had that little moment. No, it's that they're not. I mean, Elseworlds doesn't exist. It's just, it just well, the, the original Liberty Files was
0: in Elseworlds. Was it? Yeah. So I guess yeah. so then. Yeah, they, I don't know. And these aren't. The original mini series was fantastic. It was an Elseworlds set in oh. in, World War, in World War something. Yeah.
2: yeah. And these and these aren't uh, like the true, you know, JSA. Like these are these are ciphers for. Uh, right, because it's, it's an Elseworlds all yeah.
0: story. It's not. It's not yeah. the DCU at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It takes yeah. place in, in an Elseworlds world.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, either way, uh, because it does exist. It, the, the issue itself exists on its own. It's its own thing. And it really is one of those ones that it doesn't explain a ton. It just throws you in and you start going, which I, I like. That really works for me. Uh, for me, the, the story of this is um, it feels very British. Yes. very British characters, which is which is I thought I thought Moore did a really excellent job on that by the way because a lot of times when Americans try to do that it doesn't doesn't go over but I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but the stuck in the story for me is is, is Tony Harris and, and say what you will about what he said what he will. But uh, he's he's doing the best work I have seen him do in years. Oh,
2: this is yeah. This is this is old school Tony Harris cartooning. This is the I mean, not, it's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah,
1: it's not even like I don't yeah. I don't remember seeing anything that he did before he started using uh, basically very heavy heavy photo tracing. Yeah, and he, well, this and he did me his, his own Man. photos. This
2: reminds me of old Starman stuff. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, definitely. But it's even more like finely rendered, I think, than that. Um, it's, it's more, more finished, I guess. Uh, and, and, you know, he just, he has a very specific style, not even just like what his characters look like and how they act, but how he builds a page. He doesn't use a ton of panels. He uses, you know, three, four page panels from a page max. Uh, and he he has his own thing, you know, not unlike the way that somebody like, uh, J.H. Williams has his own thing. Um, we just haven't seen him enough and, and. You Know to sort of give him that kind of credit, but what, what uh, really what yeah.
2: really struck me about this was, was some of the page layouts where I thought that yeah. had that J.H. Williams, which honestly wasn't it's not like you know he Tony was doing that for years as well, exactly. Too. So, That's yeah, what I'm so, saying, yeah. So, yeah, but but it just reminded me, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good Tony, Tony Harris. This is good.
1: We, stuff. we don't we don't tend to put him in that club for whatever reason, and maybe it's because we haven't seen him very much, you know, recently. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last Tony Harris thing I read. Uh,
0: he does a lot of covers. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. But he, you know, he do, he can do a heck of an interior. And in this one, you know, he was he was proud of the fact that he was just drawing this straight up. He doesn't even go take a bunch of photos of people on a skull mask and do it. It's a weird character, by the way.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, a very weird of, character. Yeah, the the and the design. I was like, I don't know if I like the design, but I I'm I'm gonna go with it. So yeah.
0: Honestly, I was a big fan of the original Mini, which now I'm annoyed that Josh hasn't read that. I would have bought it for him for Christmas if I knew that. Uh, Um, Sorry. But uh, it was because that was a great, you know, JSA as World War II spy story. Um, That does sound good. This wasn't the original writer, so I didn't pick this up. Dan Jolly was the original writer, so I didn't. Well, yeah, I think uh,
2: think that's all the only tie it has to the JSA Liberty Files is the fact that they needed to put it in a universe. And and, and did you read this or not, Gunnar?
0: and i just i just said i didn't get it but oh okay
2: i'm sorry no um, i missed that and i'm just saying no cuz the jsa was only in it for like the first three pages
0: right so yeah uh so i'm curious i I'm, I'm, i'll probably go back and look especially considering how much you guys both like it which is interesting so whenever you both like something it's always yeah it's a rare worth, time worth looking at so Cool. But I will I, keep your eye out for the, that original mini. It was fantastic. Cool.
2: So, um, we want to thank everybody who heated our call this month and uh, did their shopping over at Amazon. Uh, the holidays, by the time you hear this, uh, Christmas will be a couple of days away. Um, and many of you did your holiday shopping via Amazon through iFanboy.com/slash Amazon. So, we want to thank everybody. Uh, over 12,000, not 12, 1,200 items were uh, were shipped uh, from Amazon to members of the iFanBase. So that's amazing. So, wow. uh, yeah. So, thank you everybody for continuing to help support iFanBoy. And, and, if-
1: and only forty percent of those were Connor.
2: <laughs> right. And, <laughs> I'm down this year. And if you need if you need to do any other shopping throughout the year, ifanboy.com/slash/amazon is always there. Just go click on the banner, go into Amazon. Any of your purchases at Amazon go to help us. And uh, also, as we reach the end of the year, end of 2012, we want to thank everybody. Especially, we want to thank those ifanboy members who are out there who've stuck with us. Um, I know uh, the membership program kind of you know faded a little way over the past uh, year. We've been busy and uh, with being at Gravely stuff like that. But stay tuned to 2013. We're going to make the ifanboy membership uh, worth having. So thank you for those who've stuck with us and look forward to more of it in
1: 2013 so you know you may think that we didn't need you anymore but you have to trust us when we say that we do
0: yeah
1: you know you're still directly contributing to the operation and output of 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 i fanboy uh in a a big way so if you're contributing and you're still enjoying it you know it's it's not it's not like hey hey, look at this we're using this money to, to bring the site to you directly yeah uh, and, and the podcasts and stuff like that and we we don 't take that lightly at all, so thank you so much we, and we appreciate it immensely still, as we always have uh, it 's incredibly selfless and generous and uh you know thanks to everybody for for you know taking a part uh, of the,
0: of the whole thing
2: yep for for getting on board with us and seeing us and and taking this crazy journey with us. We love it we love you all
0: so all right back to the comics uh, daredevil twenty one did a couple things I liked a lot one uh it ended the storyline the current storyline where where we realized matt wasn't as crazy as we thought, as Foggy thought, and it was all revealed that it was a plot to make him look crazy, uh, to which Foggy went, hey, sorry, my bad. <laughs> and I like that Matt went, no. Yeah, that was no, good. No, not yeah. sorry, my bad. Yeah. You didn't trust me. You're supposed to be my best friend. Fuck this. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cause
1: Sounds like Mark Wade
0: too, yeah. <laughs> too often, they'll be, people will be people like, hey, eh, eh, so what are you going to do? And everyone patches it up. I mean, he it, it really, bet- really did betray Matt. So yeah. it's going to take a while to get over that, I think. And I like that part a lot. It adds an interesting dynamic. They're, they're not still – Healed. They may be, never be fully healed. off of that. I like that. The other thing was, I liked that they kind of just threw in, threw in the Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. And didn't, <laughs> didn't tell anybody. Didn't say anything. Didn't really explain it. <laughs> it was great. I liked it, but it didn't spoil what's going
2: on in Superior Spider-Man. Oh. It was just, yeah. Like it fit in. I thought it was good. Yep. <laughs> and it I makes sense it. in continuity-wise. You know, I'm always bitching about continuity, but yeah, it totally worked. So.
0: Yeah. I liked it a lot. Good yeah.
1: issue. Cool. You know what's stupid?
2: How how good Saga is.
1: This is exactly what's stupid. It's, it's just like –
2: crap. It's, it's not even fair. I
1: break, I break my rule about this in yeah. that we've talked about the order. I read Saga first every
0: time.
2: Yeah, no, you can't not – and what's so funny, what people don't realize, so eight issues came out in 2012. Half of them were picks of the week.
0: Was it half? Yeah, Was we it picked four? we
2: picked four total. Yeah. And the problem is, is like I think we could probably pick every issue as pick of the week, but it's like what more can you say because it just continues to be fucking amazing.
1: I just I'm 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 continue I'm really amazed yeah. that we a lot of times when you put so much stock in a creator you're like well everything they do is pretty good and they go away for a bit and and it's just very rare that somebody comes back with this much thunder with yeah. this much sort of just everything you wanted and more I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that I would have that this book would have been as good as it is but uh, uh, yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. It, you know, like he just introduced a couple more characters and the and the sort of dynamic here with the the parents is is it's fascinating
0: yeah.
1: Uh, just a great, great book.
0: I found myself preoccupied with wondering what disease the giant had. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that was some really bad pus- pustules. Oh, that was and, uh, what,
2: what really struck me with this issue, though, is that it almost is like, and maybe, and maybe, maybe Kirkman learned this from Vaughn, or maybe Vaughn learned it from Kirkman. But Saga is starting to feel a lot like The Walking Dead in that, like, I don't think it's going to matter what format you read it in. No, not at all. I mean, like, each each issue doesn't feel like like in this issue, it just feels like this is the next bit of chunk that you're reading and and you know you can go read the trade and you'll probably get that same satisfaction out of it it's just but it
1: still has it still has a you get to the you know this beginning and middle and end to each issue yeah yeah. it has a driving point where it doesn't feel like just the middle of
2: something true yeah yeah no but 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 like this end revealing gwendolyn felt very much like a a walking dead like end of issue reveal that i now reading in issues i understand kirkman does that but reading in hardcovers i never picked up on you know, mm-hmm. Like it's a subtle, it's a subtle storytelling method that I think is happening here that lets if you, that will lend it to be readability across you know because things with like with Marvel comics and, and even with Vertigo and stuff like that you you get okay this is the end of the issue and here's the next issue but this can I, just read like a saga. Huh.
1: I think if you read Why the Last Man, you're going to notice that in there too. Yeah,
2: probably. I, do, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't read Why in a while. Yeah, So, yeah. so because this it was, would be
1: like a last page thing and then the, the yeah. next page would just carry it over. You knew it an issue, but you didn't feel it in the reading yeah.
0: it. Yeah. This was the first time, and we picked issues. One, two, four, and six. This was the first uh, eight blow that broke the pattern.
2: Yeah. We oh yeah. Two,
0: two, we got two, four, six. So, <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: Um. So I know I said I wasn't going to read it, but um, I the curiosity got the better of me, and I read Thunderbolts number two, and now in, in two issues it's crossed over into the absurd where I just la- I'm like I laughed and I'm like oh I'm just going to keep reading this to see how ridiculously bad this can be. Um, uh, so get this, get this. Everyone on the team has integrated red into their costume, including the Punisher, whose skull is now red.
1: I think you're supporting terrorism. <laughs> (laughs)
2: So you've got Red Hulk, Electra, Deadpool, and now Punisher made his skull red, and they even referenced it in the book, and he explained, he's like, oh, it's some gamma radiation protection thing. It's like, fuck you. And so then Venom changes his white spider to be red to go along with everyone, and just like, really? And, like, it completely flushes everything, all the characterization that Loeb and Parker and Bendis worked on with the Red Hulk, and just is completely flushed down the toilet. I don't know who this character is. This is, like, existing in another marvel. Marvel world that, that 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 I that is in the normal Marvel world and it's
0: hysterical. It's like hey, almost like X-Men, it's, this,
2: you would love it. Yeah, it's almost like X Men Forever.
0: I think. Well, there you go. I think he. I think he loves it the same way he loves the Neil Adams stuff. Yep, yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So awful. Yeah. Awful. Okay. You can call me crazy, but I love Happy. Yeah. With this, with this issue, I loved it. I decided it, it was on great. Yeah, yeah. This this issue brought it home. We we've said I'm you know it's only a four issue mini. And the first two were kind of rough on telling you what we actually exactly you were reading, but three really made it made sense. And and it, I don't think it needs to be longer based based on what the story we're, we're being told. Um, I just love that it's a twisted little holiday story. Um, kind of kind of surprisingly full of heart, considering considering how awful everyone in it is. But I, I, I think this is
1: in. one of those things where because you know Grant Morrison, you can give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, if I didn't, if I'd read those first two issues and they were by somebody else, I might have been like, "Eh, I don't know where this is going." But you know, I'm willing to give Grant Morrison the benefit of the doubt here because he's ta- he's obviously talented enough, he's skilled enough to have a payoff to it, and and you know, we're seeing that now. It's just sort of um, too bad for beginners, I guess. But,
0: yeah, um, it's a total profane and awful story about Christmas that is actually kind of nice. Yep. which exactly. is weird in a weird way. Yep, uh, I really liked it a lot. This yeah. Is a- the
1: fact that the I, I, it just says everything to me. That this isn't coming out from Vertigo. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, just that's, that's the strangest. These these are two people who made their names on Vertigo.
2: Yeah. So anyway, um, so Indestructible Hulk number two. I was really excited to read because I really liked Wade's take on the Hulk and the whole premise and stuff like that. And I liked it so much. Well, no, you'd think that because I liked it so much, I would love to have it rehashed in the entire first two thirds of the book. <laughs> But you know, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm I'm thick in the head. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe, maybe I'm not as smart as you. Maybe I don't I don't get these things. But I guess I guess fine. You want to have time? I'm s- smart, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not dumb like Pop
2: says. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he has for a, a completely unnecessary Iron Man c- come in and rehash everything that happened in the first issue, and it was just kind of like, oh well, can we get on with this, please? So um, I really annoyed, liked it. Kind of annoyed by it. So I really liked it. <laughs> what is going
1: on? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was nice. I thought it was cool characterization. And it got into the fact like I, the bit at the end where, where, where uh, Tony went to talk to himself you know, to say that everything they've been saying about him was right. Yeah. And then he's, he's intimidated by the fact that there is this one other guy who is smarter than
2: him. Yeah, and, I like the, I like the I, interaction
0: I, a lot Banner. The interaction it was, was it good, was yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know. But, but I, I mean I don't know. Part of, part of me liked – and the fact that Iron Man popped up in Thor annoyed the hell out of me too. Um, I don't know that I,
1: was only for like a little yeah, bit yeah I know
2: but, but it was like it was just insult after injury after injury I don't know I just don't what like, is the insult I don't know <laughs> I don't
0: know anyway the insult um, is the fucking yellow costume I, um, I thought
2: the art was great I thought the art was great
0: though. I like the fact that Tony had to basically psych himself up in the mirror because yeah, was, that was the that was, I mean, yeah that was, really that
1: was really the genius. that was really the button on the issue I thought
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well talk about guest stars Ron yeah the guy from Fugitive Gauntlet number three yep finally get pete finally get pete oh maybe only on the phone but still in existence of pete Still Pete yep. and the phoenix foundation yep that's all yeah, i squealed all. i squealed a little i love this <laughs> i love it are you reading the back the back matter? uh yes i didn't read this one though but oh, I, that's great. so much other stuff to read yeah, that's great. actually
2: josh i would i would suggest i mean maybe when they if they reprint it when they reprint the trade or whatever read the back matter because it's fascinating about working in tv and all that the the it's fascinating so i think you'd dig it but um I'm loving
0: this. I love it. This, is totally, this totally captures the feel of the characters in the show. It really does in a way that I would not, not have prepared myself for. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. So those are the books that – those are only some of the books that came out. Lots of things came out this week. Uh, we want to talk about those books. If you go to fanboy.com, you can make your own pull list. You can rate and review your books and you can make your own pick of the week. And we're going to round out the top five picks of the week from the community. And I have to say that this is a nice healthy spread of numbers as you'd expect from a, book, a week like this.
2: Yeah, no, it was
0: nice. Uh. Number five, Thor God of Thunder number three with 9.5% of the picks of the week. Number four was Uncanny X-Force 35 with 10.2%. Number three was Avengers number two with 11.3%. Uh, and number two, Hawkeye number six with 17.8%. And number one was, not surprisingly, Saga number eight with 33.3%. of The The,
2: the Saga Batman block continues.
1: But that's, you, you screwed it up, Connor.
2: Did I? Well, the, oh.
1: the the Fibonacci sequence that we yeah we have of saga wins but that's okay, that's Fibonacci,
2: okay. Fibonacci sequence I'm impressed good job man. I
1: know that that is that is not an app now, did analogy. you get
2: that did you get that from Square One t- Television do you remember Square I didn't one? get that we
1: didn't oh. have that, oh. Oh, that was Square, a city, S- Square
2: no Square One was a PBS show about math and there was a whole yes. there was Square a, one's awesome Watch Square, oh
1: day. no what was the one that they put into schools is it Channel One Channel Zero Channel
2: no Channel Zero mm-hmm. was the Brian Wood comic.
1: That's true. I think it was channel one that yeah. they that was like the science, the educational in schools. Anyways, Did they, I kind of remember square one.
2: Well yeah, so square one and they had like a fake dragnet, like it was math net. That was Actually, awesome. Yep, and I Actually, remember
1: do you, do you know where I got Fibonacci sequence from?
2: No, where? School.
0: Oh no, <laughs> wow, okay. Well I yeah, got it from Square I took One. Math so. classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. taught
1: me things that I remember. I, hated Ron, that. I was actually
0: in a focus group for that show. Were you really? Yeah, when I
2: was a kid, we had the little dial. Oh, MathNet was MathNet was awesome. Remember <laughs> MathMan, 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 MathMan? <laughs> I love math. Oh, that's where I learned that Google was. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And, and on MathNet, one of the things was was that it was a, the clue was a Fibonacci sequence. It was like tiles on the wall, and they're like, "Wait a minute, that's a Fibonacci sequence." And they explained it, and I was like, "Oh, fascinating." See, if I had Square One in high school, I wouldn't have had to go to summer school in tenth grade. So, because I failed <laughs> the Regents. So. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just cheated on those. I'm Every, not going to do this. Everybody, everybody, everybody loves the little personal bits about a fanboy. There you go. I went to summer school, 10th, 10th, uh, summer between tenth and eleventh grade. Was I, it at all like summer school the movie? No, it was not. There was no, there was no cool teacher did anyone, in a Hawaiian did anyone shirt. Anyone go to the bathroom? <laughs> no one went to the bathroom <laughs> the whole not, time. Yeah, no. Was,
0: there were no hot surfer girls. No. They didn't go. You didn't go to the amusement park. I got to tell you was though, there... it, it was depressing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not funny at all not fun not fun at all no yeah so Shoop. <laughs> Shoop. <laughs> all right onto the, us- on, on on the- that movie. I love that the movie's great onto the user <laughs> I reviews saw,
1: I saw I saw Dave at the supermarket once in Burbank. <laughs>
2: He's like, it's the guy from summer school. <laughs> okay, so on to the user reviews. Our first user review comes, to, comes from The Wack One and reviewed Captain America number two from Rick Remender and John Romita Jr. and gave the story a two out of five and art a five out of five. And 0.5% of you all made it your pick of the week. And The Wack number one says, I honestly think this book would be better without words. The art team knocks it out of the park. The lines are crisp, the storytelling awesome, and White's colors are engrossing. The texture he provides is beyond description. I really like the panels with Cap cooking in his shield. There was a panel that showed each of his suit's scales and I stared that I stared at for a solid minute. Wow. It's a shame that this team is on such a lame story. Overall, the package is okay. The story doesn't interest me and the writing is choppy, but the art is some of the best I've seen. If you want a strangely paced sci-fi story with characters you don't really need to care about but are beautifully illustrated, then this is your book. Seems like it might be going somewhere, but I won't be around for the ride.
0: Yeah. I care about Captain America. Yeah, I, care. I,
2: I, I thought it was interesting, an interesting choice to like have a lot of time pass in between issues. Um, was art, it a year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, a year in Zola Land. Who knows how right, long right, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But um, art was good. I, I I don't know if I share. I mean, I mean, Dean White had some help on this issue, and you could tell, and with Lee Lowridge and and some other colorist. Um. um I, but yeah, but it was good.
1: So. I think this is the, the best John Romita I've seen in a while but the yeah. last time I saw him was on Avengers and I didn't yeah. really like what was going on there Yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him I don't think it was I don't think it was bad I, I think it's, it's a strange Captain America story
0: Yeah. Well, I, like a, it a, a, I like it a lot I, I wasn't around for the yeah. first issue I didn't really like the first issue it was probably my least favorite of the Marvel Now books I read yeah. but I like this one a lot I think this is similar to Josh's feelings on Avengers mm-hmm. um, and also maybe Hulk but uh, I like that it's weird sci-fi adventure cat because that's the old Captain America. That's basically what kind of they used to do with them. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. that stuff.
1: I'm, I really, I'm, I'm curious what it's going to be because I don't know what it's going to be yet. Yeah, it's very yeah strange. me too.
2: Yeah, I'm, I want to see where it goes. Yeah, so. Uh, must.
1: And I don't say strange in a bad way. I say in a good way.
2: Yep. Like like, yeah, and I like that. I like it. it's challenging, and it's you know, but I, I, I want to be challenged by my book. So
0: Andrew Gabori reviewed Nightwing fifteen, gave the story four to five in the art of four to five, and zero point one percent of the fan base picked Nightwing number fifteen as a pick of the week. And Andrew Gabori says. Dick Grayson is always about the optimism. So naturally, when the Joker strikes, it's about making his worldview turn decidedly negative. The Joker's knowledge of the Bat family's identities is most obvious here as he goes after people only associated with Dick Grayson. This is more explicit than in other tie-ins like Batman and Batgirl, where it's left a little more ambiguous about what the Joker knows. Higgins' return to writing Nightwing is welcome as he really has Grayson's voice and tone down pat. The art is also clean when done by Barrows, but suffers a little bit when it shifts to Ferreira. Overall, a great addition to Death of the Family. And I agree with Andrew. This was... Uh, one of the stronger tie-ins, and this, this series is always, always better when it's drawn by Barrows and written by uh, Higgins. Who was the other writer who's been on it? <laughs> DeFalco did an arc.
1: Well, I think... Your, your uh, buddy,
0: your favorite writer.
1: I, I'm really torn on DeFalco these days. <laughs> because I really enjoyed the parts of the Marvel book when he's in charge, and I, I liked it. Uh, he was interesting. <laughs> but everything I've ever read that he's written is uh,
0: bad. <laughs> to me. I, I Even buy the issues he wrote. I just didn't read them. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. So I've been a while since I read Nightwing. I was like, oh man, yeah, this is this was really good. This is one of the best time, probably the best time I've read so far. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna read this. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, those are the user reviews. If you go to ifanboy.com/comics, you can uh, go to you can uh, rate your books and write a review, and we'll read it on the show. And it's always great to hear from everybody from the ifanbase. To hear what they think of each books that come out this week. It's also good to hear from you via email. Um, and our first email comes from Sean, who is Canadian D on the site. And says, hey. and says, let's set this up. I'm kind of a DC fanboy. I jumped onto DC and Monthly Comics as a whole in September 2011 with The New 52. Wow, a new, a new was reader. That, yeah. Was that long, that long ago? It was that long <laughs> ago. Jesus. I enjoyed The New 52 and the DC Universe both all the new. Before then, I read mostly trades, but I never read X-Men. And while I enjoyed X-Men First Class, I never had any compulsion to pick up the series. With Marvel Now in full swing, I've contemplated picking up All-New X-Men number one. I have read it, though I don't think it took much away from it, and I hadn't read AVX and didn't have any kind of context for the series. However, I heard so much about it, and you guys spoke so highly of it, I feel as if I should give it another try. My question to you, is All-New X-Men a truly great jumping-on point for someone new to the X-Men? Should I give it another go? Are there any other Marvel Now books you think a tried-and-true DC fan would enjoy? Ah.
1: I, I, I I hate the term jumping on point.
2: Yeah, just start don't reading decide. it, dude. Just start reading it. Well, no, yeah. And we talked
1: about this when we talked about, I think it was Uncanny Avengers number one. Yep. Um, how the thing that I really liked about it was that I haven't been uh, following what's going on with these people, but I just sort of, like, like, like you just sort of enter the lane on the highway. You just jump
0: and you're in traffic. drive along with yeah, everybody. Yeah, you go, you go.
1: And, and you, you go and you pick up the stuff that's going on. And that is how I learned to read superhero comics. So I don't know why everybody needs to, you know, uh, you just start, and you pick up stuff from context, and you go for it. In that sense, yeah, it, it's fine. I mean, all new X Men, Cyclops uh, is different now than when he was young. So they take the young version to meet the new version. Go, yeah. So in that sense, it's great. It's a great place to start. I mean, these books are designed as well as possible to use the past. And, and and continue from from the you know continue from the present. Uh, so I say absolutely, you know. But it really has to do with whether you like it. It's it's a Bendis book. It's drawn beautifully. Uh, you know, there's there's a hundred other books that you could be reading right now. We talk about them here every week. Yeah. You know which ones are good, and you just have to pick which ones sound good to you.
0: I still know when people stop giving themselves credit for having intelligence to to, to figure things out. You know. Like used to people, people did use this jump on books, and I know they're written differently, but they're not written so differently now that you can't figure things out f- from context. It really, especially with the Marvel Now books, the Marvel Now books are written exactly where you can jump on. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say any of them, if any of the characters sound appealing to you, or any of the things well, we talked about, the creators. I mean,
1: yeah. But and, but the fact that you know you like DC and not Marvel, they're just they're just other characters. I mean, the people go back and forth. It's not.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't know I mean it's tough I I, I I like the idea of jumping on points from a from a making it clear like this is the point where you should go out reading it but I'm also of the old school you know kind of, you're just curious about a book just buy it you know and like what you don't know write in we will tell you people on the site will tell you other people in the comic shop will tell you just give it a shot you know and if and if the story is good it doesn't matter what you need to know or not need to know so
1: okay. there's a couple of fun things in it that you hook into um, yeah. you know the, the fact that I don't know if you, if you seem to like the X Men, so yeah, try this. Try Uncanny Avengers. You might you might really like that.
2: Try try Avengers. Try I mean try anything. I mean it, yeah. you know, like I, I, what a tried and true DC fan would enjoy. I, I don't know. I mean you know like it's I mean I don't I don't good
1: comics about superheroes. Yeah right.
2: right. Yeah like what is the I don't know what that what that means anymore, especially considering DC is not so good. You know, <laughs> at least in my in my opinion. No,
1: I agree with DC is it's Marvel from before. Now, so
0: all, all I can think of a true DC fan is someone who likes a DC character So, if, I mean, if if that's a hindrance, then you might not like any Marvel books. But yeah. I, I think anything that sounds interesting to you, you you should pick up and read.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a good place to t- take a bunch of samples, uh, and, and sort of see where you want to go with that. Um, but yeah, this is as good as any. These are these are good folks making these books. perry as in Harry from London, England, says, "I was sitting here ruminating on Marvel now, and I thought, hey." What makes a book uncanny over at Marvel? We have an Avengers book, but we also have an uncanny Avengers book. I'm reading this like I read children's books to my son. (laughs) We we used to have an uncanny X-Men book, and now we we have all new (laughs) X-Men. Are the X-Men no longer uncanny? (laughs) The X-Force was just plain old X-Force until 2010 when they became uncanny X-Force. So is the uncanny prefix as arbitrary as it seems, or is there something more logical at work? As a side note, in the northeast of England, canny is slang for either very or to describe someone who is kind-hearted. E.g., iFanboy is a canny good website like, or, yeah, and that's Paul Montgomery is a reek canny lad. But this probably has nothing to do with comics.
0: That's correct. <laughs> there's, there's an uncanny X-Men coming out, so there's, they, they didn't get rid of yeah.
1: that. I'm going to go with no. It doesn't mean a damn thing. It just means that there are some X-Men involved.
0: I don't know if it doesn't mean anything because they, they they clearly chose it for the Avengers book for a reason.
1: Because it has X-Men involved. It's the it's the mashup of, of
0: – Right, because Uncanny X-Men. is the flagship X-Men book and Avengers right. is the flagship well, Avengers book. Well, well, I think it's an
1: indicator that there's X-Men.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I, – I well, it's interesting because I mean because Uncanny – it was always Uncanny X-Men. I don't know why they introduced Uncanny into Uncanny X-Men actually. That's one aspect I've never been able to find in the annals of history
0: and it's, wasn't, well, that, it's Stanley-ism. it wasn't – just Stan It wasn't in the mar- – Stan Leeism. Well, it's, no, but uh, the book didn't launch as Uncanny. It launched as X-Men. Right, but they change it later. I think yeah, it's, just, it's a it's a way to describe the book. Stanley you know, was long gone. I'm just I would just no, like but to it's, hear. they they written everything was done by, about what he would do. I, mean, that's I would all.
2: like to hear the he, story. That's all.
1: He wasn't gone though, but I mean he yeah. he was still he had cover approval and he was probably still doing titles. Martin Goodman was probably still around at that point, wasn't yeah.
2: he? Anyway, yeah, um, he's trying to move books probably. Yeah, it was that's probably, probably it was, what it was. I think I think it came up during the Warner the Warner Roth years. Um, but regardless, you know when. They, when they added it to X Force, I think that was a way to differentiate it from what had become because of the X Force name had the X Force brand had been so deteriorated. Um, you know, so I think that was kind of clever. And then I think Josh is right. The addition of it in Avengers is to indicate that it's X Men and Avengers coming together. That's the whole premise of that book. Um, I love the word, I love Uncanny. I think it's great.
1: It is fun, but you, yeah. I, I, what this letter brings up that I think is clear is that they're going to want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that they don't, they don't, they don't just drive it into the ground like so many other wonderful things that the comics industry is squeezed dry.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, I, I mean, I think I'm, they are going to. It brings up a good question though: is that they are going to bring Uncanny X Men back, and that's going to focus on Cyclops
0: and Magneto, and then, so there'll be and, three Uncanny books then. Yeah, there'll be. Th- that's, that's too many. That's too many. Yeah. Uncanny X-Men, Uncanny X-Force, Uncanny Avengers. Well, the, well, the thing is,
2: is that I mean, Uncanny Avengers is the, is the new one. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, yeah. you know, so.
0: I feel like they should change the X-Force name, because it's, you know, Uncanny X-Force is kind of like the Remender's thing. It's yeah. over. Just
1: change it back to the New Mutants.
0: Or just call, or just call it X-Force. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. I, apparently, whatever I think book Remender new writes new for Marvel will get the Uncanny label. Yeah, he's, he's that, the, that, that that guy's uncanny. So when he ends up on Thor, it'll be uncanny Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Why I, isn't uncanny Captain America? I'd read that.
1: <laughs> it's funny because the, as the definition of it is like uh,
2: – It's strange, isn't it? Weird. No,
1: it's, it's like if somebody does an impersonation of somebody and it's so good that it's uncanny. That's how I think of it. So, no,
2: well, here. Well, let's, let's find out what the definition is. That's yeah, what is so it? Seeming to have a yeah.
0: supernatural character or origin, eerie, mysterious, being beyond what is normal or expected, suggesting superhuman or natural –
1: Oh, well, it's correct in its usage, mm-hmm. at least for the X-Men originally. But for the others, it's definitely used as a signifier for
0: X-Men. Peculiarly unsettling, as if some supernatural origin. Yeah. yeah. Why did they change the name? Because they wanted to give it a qualifier. They all had qualifiers on their titles. Astonishing. No, it came after
2: the It came after the... That... I mean that's we know a, that see, we
0: know what it But came, I bet it,
2: that what it,
1: happened it well, in, was they it, had
0: re the
2: book.
1: Its sales were dropping and the other books that were still going all had a qualifier so let's put a qualifier on that. Yeah. So they said, "Oh, well, the Incredible Hulk does well or, or and then and then Amazing Spider-Man does well. So why don't we just put a word in front of that? Maybe that'll work."
2: No, I don't think it's that simple. Gotta I, 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 it's got to be
1: really You read the book. It's got to be that simple.
2: Yeah.
1: You should put a dog on this cover.
2: What issue did it go over? I can't even. Over find
1: at that. DC, they put dogs on covers.
2: Huh. Yeah, I can't. Should have... we just
1: wait here while you look it up? <laughs> well, no,
2: I'm on the kinda we're
1: doing a thing here.
2: I'm on the Wikipedia page. You're not going to find good. out why, so I'm actually, not say. we're
1: literally recording a show right now. <laughs> so it started off
2: bi monthly and then it went monthly in issue fourteen. Stanley was on it for nineteen issues. Um,
1: this is what it's like to hang out with Ron in real life, by the way. <laughs>
2: Roy Thomas just, took for over. Those of you listening, you want to know what it's like to
1: be inside.
2: How about this? Great. Oh, <laughs> In issue forty-two, March nineteen sixty-eight, the comic took the dramatic step of killing off Professor Xavier. Intended at the time to be permanent, this was not to last. As number sixty-five would reveal that he merely faked his own death. <laughs>
0: You know, we, we, this is finally the show that'll get us that Eisner nomination. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> I think Hold this on, will... I'm
1: gonna read some stuff from the other
0: know people? one where they went to Wikipedia and just read for a while. <laughs> that's the one.
1: Oh my God! Did you see this picture of Jim Starlin's beard?
0: <laughs> All right, so that's the email. You go to contact.famboy.com. You can write us an email uh, about anything, anything. We like to talk about anything. If you want to just you know chat, yeah. whatever, yeah, we'll, we'll, love we'll the do it. From uh, we're skipping voicemails this week because we had so many books we wanted to talk about them all, but useful calls us at 888-FANBOY-326-2697 for anything uh, to use in the show, and just make sure you tell us your name and where you're from. Keep it around 30 seconds, and uh, thank you.
2: Yep, we've also got the iFanboy Don't Miss podcast, which um, not during the holiday times would come out on Mondays where we talk to creators about books that are coming out um, that you absolutely can't miss, but with the holidays and everybody's schedules getting crazy, we took the rest of the time off. So we'll be back in January with uh, iFanboy Don't Miss, so go to iTunes subscribe subscribe to it, um, or you can find it on iFanboy on Monday. Is.
1: I I I feel bad <laughs> trying to talk about the Make Comics podcast.
2: that's the holidays. Use that excuse. I'm I using an excuse for everything. Oh, sorry, I the guess. holidays.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> was that? I know what happened last week. Ron didn't
2: know. pay his cab driver last night. He went, "Oh, sorry." I, oh, that, yes. that almost actually almost happened. I actually, <laughs> I finally, I finally hit the point where I'm like, "I'll just walk the rest of the way" because I'm out of money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that describes every trip I ever took in
2: Manhattan.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, doesn't make comics podcast. It'll it'll be back when when it comes back
2: and go subscribe to it. I have. It's good.
1: I know. Yeah. It's not. It's not, Listen. It's a time thing. <laughs> okay. All right, it's a it's a project of love.
0: As we said at the top of the show, this is the last pick of the League podcast of 2012, which means next week there won't be an episode. What will there be? There will be the all media year in roundup we do every year. This is the seventh year, despite Ron saying on that show that we did it for six years. It's actually our seventh year. Our seventh year. Yeah. Oh yes. shit. All right, I'm sorry. Um, so that we talk about the year in movies, TV, podcasts, books, music, and something else, comics. All oh, right, comics. Uh. So that's fun. It's about two and a half hours of us being stupid. (laughs) Hopefully it's entertaining for you. So there you go.
1: That's that's 150% more stupid than you (laughs) normally get.
0: More stupid for your enjoyment.
1: Man, totally we should rebrand that. this show <laughs> The Stupid stupid iFanboy podcast.
0: <laughs> I bet you there's some people that would call it that. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh,
1: check out iFanboy. They got Eisner's. But check out iFanboy.com for the Peak of the Week review as written by uh, Connor that I'm assured is there and more stuff about... Uh, <laughs> you got me. I don't even know how old that is, but... More in-depth comic book <laughs> calls and important news and discussion topics. But I... I <laughs>
0: Well done. Well done.
1: God, when is the word balls not going to be the funniest thing? Because the thing is, the older I get, the funnier the word balls gets.
0: The funnier <laughs> they uh, get too, by the way. Just just let's, let's all be it's, honest.
1: There's nothing funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ask Brian, uh, Brian uh, Vaughn about how funny balls are.
0: Ugh.
1: That's a treatise, that whole thing with the ball. giant scary balls. Pustules. Uh, ifanboy.com about to see who we are and how to hook up with us on the social networks that are important to you. Go to ifanboy or twitter.com slash ifanboy and facebook.com slash ifanboy to stay in touch with new things that are going up on the site with shocking regularity.
0: You <laughs> can, and as, as I mentioned before, you can uh, email us at contact at ifanboy.com and you can leave us a voicemail at 888fanboys 3262697 Questions, comments, concerns, you know, corrections, I assume. You can start them all with um. We love when you do that.
2: Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> um, and if you like us, go to iTunes and leave a, leave a review for this podcast, as well as iFanboy Don't Miss and the iFanboy Make Comics podcasts. Um, leaving reviews help people discover it, as well as help spread the word. We appreciate everybody. Like we said earlier in the show, we appreciate everybody's support. And a big part of that is people telling their friends and telling. I see people on Twitter all the time, you know, responding to their friends who are looking for good podcasts or good websites recommending us. And we want to thank everybody for doing that. That means so much to us. Um, you know, we did a little during the year-end show, but this is our last pick of the week show of the year. it will get a little gushy, but like, thank you so much for a great 2012. Um, it's been a blast, and everybody did such. Uh, was all. They haven't heard that show yet. Well, yeah, but they'll hear it again. So I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was a great year, and we just want to thank everybody for your
0: support. So. It's like Bartles and James. Yes. I can't think of. I can't hear that. Thank you for your support without taking the Bartles and James. I, I agree.
2: Because, because we are old.
0: I know. Yeah, half our listeners
2: are like Bartles and what? Huh? Is that, <laughs> is, that, is, <laughs> that is, is that like Zema? who's better
1: better ed campaigns Uh,
2: (laughs) anyway so uh, we wish everybody happy holidays Um, we hope you you know for those of our uh, those of you out there who celebrate holidays hope you had a wonderful one if it had passed if it's upcoming have a great one Josh and Connor Merry Christmas and Hanukkah did you
1: just leave out Jehovah's Witnesses no you said for those of you who celebrate holidays oh I did not purposely meaning they're fine no why why do you hate Jehovah's Witnesses
2: Eh, whatever (laughs) right.
0: uh, so have a great holidays we hope everybody got what they wanted and until 2013 I'm Connor I'm Ron
1: wait you're only what are you changing your name
0: well there there are things that I do the last two weeks of the year that I don't like to talk about oh man it's a a patch thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that you're very you're very distinctive
0: I change my name for two weeks and I go off on a little little adventure there
1: it is (laughs) and you run a completely different kind of business everybody
0: everybody
2: calls you Logan
1: (laughs) yeah that's awesome that's cool, I can't beat that, I'm Josh
2: I could have been someone Well, so could
0: anyone You took my dreams from me When I first found you
2: I kept them with me, by I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you Boys in my NYPD chorus The singing go away, by, and the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day.